Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Galatians. Today is episode 355. Look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 24 through 26. Let's read a passage. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Well, Paul's been talking about this struggle between the flesh and the spirit. The issue is the Judaizers are saying that people must follow the Jewish law in order to become Christians. And Paul's saying, no, you're justified by faith, faith alone. And Christ has actually set us free from the bondage to the law. And we live in this freedom, freedom from legalism, freedom from the law. And then the challenge is, well, if we're free, we'll just do what we want to do. Paul says, no, no, that's not what freedom means. Freedom means you're not under obligation to the law. You're not required to live up to expectations because God has done it. But there's still responsibilities on your part. And the things of the Spirit are at odds with the things of the flesh. There's this struggle, this conflict. Now, when we see that, I think, okay, we're kind of in the middle. We're at the mercies of of each other. Well, remember, Satan is at odds, in conflict with the things of God, but God is superior, and God does win. So similarly here, this isn't an even match between the things of the Spirit and the things of the flesh. He says, those who belong to Christ Jesus has crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Christian victory is available over the desires of the flesh. It's not that we're at mercy here, just uh, unwitting pawns here, caught between the struggle of these two impersonal forces. This is an internal struggle where the things that the Holy Spirit desires for me versus the things my fallen nature desires. And and there is a struggle, but it's a lopsided struggle in that the Holy Spirit has the power to win. The question is, will I go along with it? He says, those who belong to Christ Jesus, that is, those who've been saved, those who've been justified by faith, have crucified the flesh with its desires and passions. Who crucifies the flesh? The believers do. Now, earlier when Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ, that's something that God does. Here he's talking about, this is something we do. We crucify the flesh with its passions and desires. Well, how do we do that? That's what he's talking about here. This is via the Holy Spirit. It's the only way to do it. We can't do it on our own. That's the problem with the law. We're unable to fully, perfectly obey the law because of our fallen nature. But the Holy Spirit can empower us to actually defeat the flesh. And that's why those who actually belong to Christ Jesus have this ability to crucify the flesh. Now, verse 25 says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep step with the Spirit. This is the question, how? It's with the Holy Spirit. So if we live by the Spirit, if could be translated as sense, 
or it could just be a, a given if, since, since we are uh, living by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Now, we'll talk in a few minutes about this, but this is this indicative imperative pairing that Paul often does. Indicative is a statement. Imperative is a command. So the live by the Spirit, that's a statement. That's more of a given. Okay, we live by the Spirit. But then the keep in step with the Spirit, that's an imperative, a command. So the living by the Spirit, that's, that's an accomplished fact. That's our source of life, that we live by the Spirit. Why? Because we belong to Christ Jesus. So therefore, we live by the Spirit. And because of that, or as a result of that, now there's a command, not an automatic, but a command. Keep in step with the Spirit. Now, what's that mean? Well, what's keeping in step with? You know, to walk alongside, to march alongside, to follow, to allow the Holy Spirit to be our guide. That would be keeping in step with the Spirit, is following closely, right alongside the Holy Spirit, but allowing the Holy Spirit to lead. So if we want victory over the flesh, the only way to do that is to keep in step with the Spirit, to allow the Spirit to lead us, to guide us through life. And it is possible if we do belong to Christ Jesus, and that's how we crucify the flesh. Now, verse 26, he says, Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Well, that's not just a standalone statement. It's attached to verse 25. This is what it looks like not keeping in step with the Spirit. So let's keep in step with the Spirit, not being conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. That's talking about problems within the church or between churches even. That's problems amongst believers is uh, conceit, provoking, envying, just uh, obviously, you know, we would call it church drama. That's what happens when we're not walking in step with the Spirit. So the central thing here is, okay, yeah, you can crucify the flesh. You can have victory over the flesh. It's not an even contest between the Holy Spirit and the flesh. The Holy Spirit is far superior, and there is victory available. And if we're not achieving that victory, if we're not crucifying the flesh, what it ends up with is, well, we'll call it church drama, where we're biting at each other, challenging each other, fighting each other, trying to one-up each other. And the solution is keeping in step with the Spirit. And that's possible because we live by the Spirit. Now, the uh, essentials of the Spirit here, the, said earlier that there were these four items he brought out. In verse 16, he says, walk by the Spirit. In verse 18, he said, be led by the Spirit. In verse 25, he says, live by the Spirit and keep in step with the Spirit. It's just four great items here that we need to remember and try to make those elements of our daily life that, hey, we're, we're walking by the Spirit. We're, we're being led by the Spirit because we're living by the Spirit. And the whole goal is to keep in step with the Spirit, which I think really is the same thing as being led by the Spirit. The challenge is we got to follow the Holy Spirit. Now, this indicative imperative pairing, 
indicative is just a statement, statement of fact. And in these cases, generally there's something that God has done, like living by the Spirit. Well, that's something that God has brought about. There's anything we bring about. Then the imperative is the command for us to then do something. And in the context, it's do something as we are led and empowered by the Holy Spirit. So it's not just uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and make this happen. It's, no, do this, but do this as you're empowered and led by the Holy Spirit. Paul uses this literary device uh, often, this indicative imperative, and sometimes they seem kind of at odds with each other. Like uh, in Galatians 5.1, we saw him, he's talked about being set free by Christ, something that God does, but then the command to continue in that freedom. In Romans chapter 6, he, he talks about dying to sin, something God does, then the command is to count yourselves dead to sin. In uh, Romans chapter 6, he uh, talks about being freed from sin and enslaved to righteousness. That's something that God does. But then the command is to present ourselves as slaves to righteousness. 1 Corinthians 5, he talks about uh, that believers are unleavened. That's a statement, something that God does. But then there's a command to purge out the old leaven. Well, why don't you purge out the old leaven if you're unleavened? That's this literary device that Paul uses, this indicative imperative. The focus is on the imperative, that is what we are called to do. But it can't be accomplished apart from the indicative, what God has already done. And I think verse 25 is, is kind of the key there. The indicative is, since we live by the Spirit, if that was not the case, then none of this actually makes any sense. None of this is possible. You can't crucify the flesh if you don't live by the Spirit. And the only way to live by the Spirit is to belong to Christ Jesus. But if you do, you can crucify the flesh because you do live in the Spirit. And the way you do that is keeping step with the Spirit which just means we're allowing the God to guide us in our daily lives. And how do we do that? We know God through his word. We know God through prayer. We watch God act around us. We work together with God's people. And we grow in a relationship with God and see God guiding us along. So we are being led by the Spirit. And that can only happen because we're living in the Spirit which is part of belonging to Christ. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Galatians.